Good morning. Well, you might remember the General Assembly decided the way to fill the funding gap for Metro was mostly to take it out of funding for transportation projects in Northern Virginia. Now, Governor Ralph Northam has given the legislature another crack at it. For Wednesday, April 11th, it's your Loudon Now Morning Minute. You and thousands of other people listen to the Morning Minute every day. It's trusted, it's personal, and you take it with you wherever you go. So if you've got a business, why not advertise on the Morning Minute and reach the thousands of people listening right alongside you wherever they are. Get in touch at loudonnow.com advertise or email us at sales at loudonnow.com. That's loudonnow.com advertise or sales at loudonnow.com. Thanks for being with us. I'm Rince Green. Monday, sometime before midnight, Governor Ralph Northam filed his amendments to the General Assembly's Metro Funding Bill. This will give the state legislature another chance at a bill that sought to divert money from our regional transportation network to help our beleaguered rail transit system. The General Assembly's bill redirected money away from the Northern Virginia Transportation Authority, which funds hundreds of millions of dollars in transportation projects every year. Instead, a lot of that money would go to Metro. That includes funding from the region's grantors tax, its transient occupancy tax, and its gas tax, among other sources. We'll explain what those are in just a moment. Also worth noting, that bill, despite the outcry of pretty much every Northern Virginia locality, passed the General Assembly nearly unanimously, including support from every member of Loudoun's General Assembly delegation, except Delegate Dave LaRock and Senator Dick Black. Northam's proposed amendments to this bill would rework the share of tax revenue that would go to Metro, greatly reducing the cuts that the Transportation Authority would see. So, what's different about this version of the bill? Today, there is a $0.15 cent per $100 grantor's tax on the sales value of real estate deeds and instruments in our region. Basically, this is a tax on real estate transactions. And today, all of that money goes to the NVTA. The General Assembly bill would have sent all of that money instead to Metro. Northam's version of the bill bumps that tax up to 20 cents and splits it evenly between Metro and the authority. That means the authority gets 10 cents of that tax instead of 15 as they are now or zero as the General Assembly has proposed. Put another way, the authority gets a one-third cut to that source of revenue instead of losing that source of revenue altogether. Northam's version of the bill also significantly reduces how much gas tax revenue goes to Metro. In fact, it cuts it down to one-twelfth. To make up the difference, Northam has proposed increasing Northern Virginia's transient occupancy tax, a tax on stays and visitor lodging like hotels and bed and breakfasts. That was in an earlier version of the General Assembly bill but got taken out. The state share of that tax would be bumped up from 2% to 3%. Right now, all of that currently 2% tax is going to the authority, but going forward, all of it, 2% or 3%, as Northam has proposed, will go to Metro. That would mean in Loudoun, the total transient occupancy tax would actually be 8%. That's because the county gets some too. It's 2 cents to the county's general fund, 3 cents for promoting tourism and travel in the county, and 3 cents, as Northam has proposed, for Metro.
Anytime you direct money away from the NVTA to Metro, it puts a heavier burden on Loudoun. This is because we are responsible for 7.5% of Virginia's share of Metro costs, but we generate 18% of the authority's revenue. That means if you take money from the NVTA instead of sending it straight to Metro from the localities, we pay a bigger share of Metro's costs than we would otherwise. Also, the authority is already contributing to Metro. For example, the authority has already approved about $170 million in grant funding for Metro projects. Now, in both versions of this bill, comparatively little money comes from the state. Only about $30 million of Virginia's estimated $154 million share of Metro's annual funding gap would come from the Commonwealth. Most of the funding still comes from the Northern Virginia region. Both versions of the bill also establish a Metro Reform Commission and would severely curtail funding from Virginia if Metro's expenses grew by more than 3% annually. This bill has both Loudoun and Northern Virginia Transportation Authority leaders much happier than the state legislature's current version. The General Assembly convenes for a special session starting today, since they couldn't pass a budget during the regular session, so we'll be keeping you updated on where this goes. Go to loudonnow.com slash morning minute to check out the whole story. In other news, yesterday the two Loudon deputies who were shot on Christmas Eve were in court to testify about that afternoon. According to prosecutors, deputies Catherine Fisher, Tim Iverson, and Justin Nice responded to a domestic dispute at a home in Sterling at about 4 p.m. on December 24th. After an hour-long effort to de-escalate a day-long dispute between Douglas Johnson and his 19-year-old daughter, deputies decided to arrest Johnson. At the preliminary hearing yesterday, Fisher and Iverson, the two deputies who were injured, described the moments before and after they were shot. When Johnson lunged for the back of a dark closet, Fisher jumped on his back. Iverson went for his taser. He had trouble getting a clear shot, and when he activated his taser, the probes were too close together to incapacitate Johnson. Apparently, they have to be a certain distance apart to work. He dove in to try to get Johnson with a third point of contact with the head of the taser itself, and that's when they heard gunshots. When they opened their eyes a moment later, there was blood and a gun on the floor. Fisher had been shot in the leg. Iverson had two injuries on his left forearm and one in each leg. Despite having two bullets inside him, Iverson handcuffed Johnson. Nice tied a tourniquet on Fisher's leg. When the defense pressed Iverson on how many shots were fired, he said, I've got two bullets still in me, so I know at least two. Commonwealth's attorney Jim Plowman said a third was lodged in his vest. Johnson, for his part, is a decorated Army veteran who was awarded a bronze star and other decorations during a military career that included serving 42 months in combat zones. Since leaving the military, he's been working in the intelligence field and holds the highest level of security clearance. While in custody at the Fairfax County Adult Detention Center, Johnson has been given mental health treatment and medication. A grand jury will decide on May 7th whether to indict him on two charges of attempted capital murder of a law enforcement officer. Vanish Farmwoods Brewery in Luckett's is one of the country's fastest-growing small independent craft breweries, according to the Brewers Association. Vanish came in as the 25th fastest-growing brewery in the association's ranking of the 50 fastest-growing small and independent breweries from across the country. They're one of only three businesses in Virginia to make that list, along with Fairwinds Brewing Company in Lorton and Big Lick Brewing Company in Roanoke. 
Vanish's owner, Jonathan Staples, said in the two years the brewery has been open, it's grown to 62 employees. The brewery is open seven days a week with two tap rooms, three indoor bars, and one outdoor bar and over 30 taps. Vanish also hosts live music every Saturday and Sunday, along with weekly events like yoga, trivia, line dancing, paint night, and karaoke and food trucks on the weekends. Percival Town Council member Karen Jemerson announced yesterday she'll be leaving her seat three months early. Jemerson did not seek re-election this spring, saying she instead plans to run for the Blue Ridge District Board of Supervisors seat next fall. Yesterday, Jemerson said she was resigning from the Percival Town Council to move to Aldi. Jemerson is the second council member to step down in the past six months. Kelly Grimm resigned in October, also because she was planning a move out of town. And it looks like the Leesburg Police Department will not be getting a new dispatcher and a new youth services coordinator after all. At the last work session before a vote on next year's budget, the town council has removed those two positions from the police department's budget. You can get the full story on this and all these stories over at loudonnow.com. On today's calendar, it's bingo night tonight at Black Hoof Brewing Company in downtown Leesburg from 7.30 to 9.30. Get the details on this event and check out the rest of the event's calendar at getoutloudon.com. And if you like the Morning Minute, stay up until the middle of the night trying to think of a joke for this part of the podcast to tell all your friends and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and it'll be waiting for you there every morning. Okay, have a great day. Bye.